Hello and welcome to our podcast this week. Uh, again, usual disclaimer, whatever we talk about today, you are free to accept or reject. We are not here to make anybody wrong and we certainly do not know all the answers. This is just conversation where we share some options. So I am so lucky today to be joined by Josie. Josie is a, let me see if I can say this right, Josie. Naturopathic herbalist. Oh, that is so perfect. I was Thank practicing. <laughs> That's tricky. Josie, what is a naturopathic herbalist? A naturopathic herbalist is a herbalist who's more of a holistic herbalist who uses naturopathic nature ways of trying to heal. Oh. So very much a woman of the earth. So I use plants instead of medicine. Mm-hmm. pharmaceutical medicine and I also use lifestyle and natural things in the environment to try and heal. Oh that sounds that sounds good because today we want to talk about how we can self-care and look after ourselves as mums because I think the biggest shock to me when I had my first child was that all of a sudden not only did I have to be a sister, a daughter, a friend, a wife, a boss, a colleague, but this this big hat that kind of threw all the other hats off of being a mum felt like, oh, I can't mess this up and I better really focus on this. And um, how do you be a mum? And um, it felt very overwhelming. And I had a lot of anxiety around that when I first became a mum. And it's something I would have talked to with my friends is how do you keep your own identity and look after yourself when you feel that there's so much pressure to look after everybody else in your life? Very much so. I remember the first time they showed me my son in a little clear cot. Oh, those at little the bottom plastic baths. Yeah. And I just remember looking at him for about six hours and they kept coming in and saying, have you fed him? Have you lifted him? Have you changed? And I said, no. I was so petrified because although they called me a geriatric mother, (laughs) I was 27. But to have a first child as that age compared to some of the ladies who were that age and maybe on their fifth child or whatever in my local area, I was a geriatric mother and I was scared. It's like learning to do your driving test when you're older. Mm. You know of all the dangers, you know of all the things that can go wrong. And you are coward. Mm. So I didn't have a rule book. So they gave me this new baby and thought that I would just know what to do. And no one had told me what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So I I lay there and looked at it and thought, don't cry because I don't want to go near you and lift you because I might break you. Yeah. And it's a very overwhelming thing is when you realize that you have responsibility, not just for yourself, but this little thing lying here is depending on you. Hmm. Oh. And w- what I find is that nearly all of my energy went to looking after baby, husband, mum, friends, sisters. And then there didn't seem to be any left over to look after me. And and maybe that's a thing. Oh gosh, now with modern mums, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. They work. They have to have the right clothes. They have to have the right hair. They've got to have the right eyebrows. Freaks. <laughs> I occasionally colour mine in, but there's mums now that 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 have like particular brands of eyebrows, 
and they have PTs and they have the perfect figure and they have the right clothes and they have the right they eat at the right restaurants and and I just feel gosh there's a lot of pressure on mums and how how are they doing all of that and still looking after themselves and 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 how do you how do you feel that you're given that the best crack but not ruining your own mental health while trying to attain all of that I think it's expectations and in this day and age there's an awful lot of expectations of how you spend your time and how you spend your energy. And of all things in life, the only thing that we can't replace is time. Mm. And that is time for the people around us as well as ourselves. And as a mother, you do go to the very bottom of the list of priorities. That the kids come first, the husband comes second. But should that be the way of it? But that's what's expected. Yeah. in society and therefore you have to look the perfect person who has it all together all the time and that takes a lot of energy to get it all together and the one thing you don't have is you don't get a lot of sleep mm. so where do you get the energy from you don't get a chance to recharge the batteries and in my opinion the best medicine out there in this world is sleep yeah it's everything free. feels better after a cup of tea and a sleep, a, a good nap, a good night's sleep just makes the world a lot rosier the next day. Mm. Without it, you don't have the energy to go on. And that lack of energy is what a lot of mothers come to me complaining about, is the fact that I don't have the energy to do all of what I'm supposed to do. But do you not think we're doing too much? That maybe we're not good at delegating and, and setting some stuff down? Very, very true. I believe that you have to understand what's important in life and get that right. And first of all, you have to look after yourself and then you have the ability to look after other people. Whenever a plane is going down, they always tell you, not before the plane goes down, but when you're putting on your seatbelt, they say, all mothers, put your seatbelt on first before you put the child's seatbelt on. The mothers are trying to get the child's seatbelt onto them. But they don't realise if they die, they're going to drag the child down with them. Mm -hmm. So as mothers, it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves so that we have the ability to take care of those who are relying on us around us. Maybe we just need to hear someone say that out loud, that you have permission to self-care and permission to to put some other things off. Like if you're working full time, I don't know how you could also be cleaning your own house, you know. But how many mums are still trying to do that at the weekends as well as have a meaningful relationship with their children and their partner? Well, my kids are growing up now, but when they were younger, um, my friends who are working full time decided to get home help in to help them clean their house because they didn't feel they had time to do a perfect job because as mothers we were expected to do perfect jobs all around on everything. Yeah. So we expect and other people expect it of us too. So to give them more time they tried to delegate the house cleaning. Mm-hmm. And I did that too. I decided to bring in somebody to help me because I realised I wasn't superwoman. No, I admit to not being superwoman or bionic me woman. Me neither. Therefore, I need help. If I'm going to do everything, 
I need support. But before the house cleaner came in to clean my house, I cleaned it so that she wouldn't find such a mess because I was embarrassed. (laughs) And that was a total waste of money, total waste waste of time. And And the energy. And the energy. energy. And the stress. And the stress went sky high because things always happen the last minute and your best laid plans just go Mm. array. But at the time, I believed I was superwoman. I could do it. In hindsight, there's no such thing as superwoman. I remember telling an executive man once who was saying how one of his employees was brilliant. They had three kids and they were wonderful and the best worker in first thing in the morning, last one out at night. And I said, you know, how does her husband? Oh, she's not married. Well, who supports her? Oh, she lives with her mother and the mother looks after the kids. I says, all right. So she's not bionic or superwoman then. They don't exist, you know. Oh, she is. She is. She's brilliant. And I thought, how poor does that man realise? No. Reality is not hitting here. But they don't. This is something that I say. And it's it's not that I'm anti-man. I'm not. I know lots of lovely men. But it's different for a woman who works, who has children. Because not only are they having to worry about what they look like, what they feed the children their own work but they're also thinking about when was the last time I run and it combed through the children's hair uh, when was the last time they had their feet measured I wonder about the next set of jabs that's coming up um, she was a bit quiet at at breakfast I need to get some time with with my little one this evening to check everything's okay and they're doing that whilst wearing heels and having periods which is 100% why women are are more amazing than men. Uh, sorry for any men out there. But they they have so much more in in their mind and thinking through. And I think sometimes it gets to a point where you just get anxious about juggling all those plates. Well, in herbal medicine, um, we look a lot um, at the syndrome of adrenal fatigue where women, supposedly women, Men too, but mostly women, run out of energy. They get to a certain point and then they can't cope anymore. And it's like a feather just breaking them. It's just one thing too much. Mm. And in their younger days, when they had more energy, they could get through that and not phrase them. But there comes a point in life when it's just constant wear and tear and mental strain and stress and internal talk as well in their head mm-hmm. it's self-talk and that that's the exhausting thing yes. that dialogue Constant. that's going on in your because head all the time sometimes when I quieten down do a meditation or whatever and I would listen to that voice in my head if that had been my best friend saying that she wouldn't be my best friend for very long mm. I would not let my best friend get away with treating me like that yet I treat myself like that And self-care is about changing that, about understanding what the pressures are. Are they necessary? Letting go of things that aren't necessary and saying, this is important, that I'm doing. This is not important. I can delegate this or let it go. And that's freedom. That's that's very powerful. That reminds me of um, a book I 
I read, I say I read, I didn't, I listened to it on Audible because um, you, you can't do... time to read. <laughs> you can do more things at once if you listen. And it, do you know what? I didn't enjoy the book, but um, I can't start a book and not finish it. I feel like that's just a rule of the universe. Uh, and it was called 12 Rules to Move Out of Chaos or something like that, right? Um, wasn't a great book, but there was one chapter in it that I loved um, and it was about, yeah, it was about looking after yourself. But the way he described it made perfect sense because sometimes I could hear, I could hear the same message six or seven times, but until it's just described in a way that it clicks with whatever thoughts I'm having. And he's, here's how he worded it, right? He said that you have to like give yourself the responsibility of looking after yourself. In the same way that if I said, Josie, OK, you're going to look after my cat or you're going to look after your aging uncle, you would make sure they had all the water they needed, the right food. You'd make sure that they took their medication when they needed to. You would say kind things to them if they got stressed or anxious. And he said, once you give yourself that responsibility to treat yourself like that, it's easier to look after yourself and then which that made sense and that doesn't sound too crazy sure doesn't no I think it's necessary to prioritize yourself and some people think of self-care in the same word as selfish oh yes yeah, and that is not true because self-care means you have more time and energy to give up yourself selfish means you don't give anything yeah. And as a mother, we are we are programmed to give, but only if we've got. Yeah. If we've got nothing left inside to give because we're exhausted, no one gets anything. Mm. And that's terrible. So we have to self-care. Self-care, self-love is a necessity, not a narcissistic, selfish act. No. Well, well what does self-care look like? Is it just having time on your own is it like you talked about meditation I have never tried that I don't know what that feels like is is that part of self-care to me um I believe that the body follows the mind mm-hmm. and some people not always but in my in my experience my body has always followed my mind and to get my body back on track again and balanced again. I had to balance my mind. And that's a hard thing to do. You can change your mind in a second. You can change your thought in a second. But to make that into a habit. It's different. Every minute of every day, of every day, of every year for your Mm -hmm. life takes energy. And so I find that women who have little energy I have to help and support them with their body first before I can start going to the cause of their problem, which is their mind. Mm. And because I have to give them back their energy so they can start working and helping themselves through self-care. And how do we tap into that energy? Is that through diet? Is that through lifestyle choices? It is food in their diet, lifestyle choices, um, sleep, a very important mm-hmm. part of it. And as a, a young mother with young kids, 
Sleep is the first thing to go because in the to-do list of life, self-care and getting sleep for yourself yeah. is at the bottom of the list. And I would always recommend that has to go up the list a bit. The baby, once the baby sleeps, it may only sleep eight hours a night. You also need eight hours sleep a night. So well, when the baby sleep, mum should sleep. Yeah. And that's the first rule I always say to mums, if they can, if there's such a thing as a rule, is you have to live today and tomorrow. So you have to not just live in the second of what everybody else wants off you. Mm-hmm. You have to look after your reserves of energy. Otherwise, you will get adrenal fatigue, which will, in its own right, cause a heck of a lot of problems with blood stagnation and all those other things that, that lead from there. So in all reality, a mother should be able to teach their offspring how to self-care. So it's, yes. it's your need to show your children how important this life is and how to live it. See, that even sounds different, that this is, it's not, it's not something you should be embarrassed about, that you're self-caring. It's an actual skill that you can, that you should model and show children how to do because they'll, have all of these experiences as well if they choose to be a a mother or a father and just keeping going because it's some way tied into your uh, self-worth that you can look how hard I can work look how far I can push myself that's 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 not the end goal you know because it's it's going to show on your health very much so and I think if we look back and we always hear that this woman lived till she was 95 and she drank a pint of Guinness every day and smoked 20 cigarettes a day. But what they don't say is the relaxation she had and how much work she did and how much laughter she took part in. Ah, yeah. And so we don't see the lifestyle and the fact that she looked after her brain. She may have done horrible things to her body that most people now would, would say, judge and say, that's wrong. But they didn't see what she did right. Yeah. And that is why she lived to 95. And our older generation, whenever families were more integrated and you lived with your granny and your granddad, you had all the different generations. Now we're very nuclear family and, and just the parents and the kids and that wisdom from the older generation of how to do things, how to live. We don't really recognise how to do it the natural true. way. And the natural way is laughter fun, yeah. enjoyment, relaxation. I call it meditation, but it's time when I can shut out the demands of what's going on around me and think, listen to myself and what I need as a body. So that that and that could that can look different for different people. For can. instance, my self care is a Wednesday, a Wednesday afternoon and evening. That's the day that the kids granny um, has them. I don't have to pick up from school. I don't have to pick up from Kitty Winkles. I don't have to cook the tea. I can eat. There's only going to be me. I can eat whatever I want. I can have a Chinese. I can have a pizza. I can have a bowl of olives with a glass of gin. It's so lovely. Um, and I I might watch a movie or I might paint something or I might get into bed and have a sleep. But the point is, I have a wet, I have a space on a Wednesday evening where I can do whatever I want. A chill time. Yeah. And sometimes all that is, is having a shower when you know there's nobody else in the house 
to ask, where's this, where's that? You know, can I borrow? Sometimes it's just nice to just do whatever you want because you feel like you're always doing things for other people. But self-care doesn't have to be something that you invest money into or that you have to have a professional explain it. You're going to know what's right for you. And I like my own company. I like to have at some point in the week where it's just me talking to myself or dancing about the kitchen, you know, or singing very badly, whatever it is. But for other people, it might be that self-care is hanging out with a friend or spending time with someone like a personal trainer or a reflexologist. It all depends on whatever makes you happy. And the word happy, I think, I don't know why we've let that go. To me, it's a word that we should, this life is about being happy. And it's not about making other people happy necessarily, which we do every day. And we shouldn't stop that. That's a wonderful thing to do. But what about us? Why can't, what can we do to make ourselves happy? And if it means sleeping in, getting up, having a shower, as you say, or if it means going out and... I don't know, to a five star hotel for a spa there. Why did I not think of that? (laughs) (laughs) Next week, girl. (laughs) But in all reality, it's whatever, whatever makes you happy. And for everyone, that's different. And it should be different. It should whatever makes it different for you is right for you. And I think that's the bit where we have to take that back and say this self-care is important to me and it's important I do this because it takes a fragmented life where you give all your energy to everybody else and you bring it into yourself and you become whole again. And that's Mm -hmm. what it's all about. Because each of us has a lot of... uh, We have a big task to do, we have a big job to do as parents. So we we want to do it right and we want to give our best at all times. And that means... When it's required, got take time up. for ourselves. Got to top it up. Yeah, recharge the batteries. That's perfect phrase. Perfect phrase. Um, Josie, thank you so much. I love talking to Josie. She's so good. Um, and I think the takeaway message today is you have permission to look after yourself. Okay, it's That's, necessary. Yeah, it is. It's, it's not a luxury. It is a necessity. You got to do it, Josie. Thank you so much for coming and chatting to us today. And um, that's that's us for this podcast. So thank you very much.